Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'll be recapping week seven of the NFL season, going over the World Series preview, because we have our matchup starting game one on Friday. We have one week of the NBA season already wrapped up, and I'm going to kind of give my thoughts on some teams um, who've been playing very well, undefeated, um, still haven't won a game, teams that are just playing awful in general. Um, also, the conference semifinals for the MLS playoffs are set. Now, the conference finals will begin this Sunday. So, let me just go straight to that, I guess. MLS. So, we had four games this past weekend. We had Philly taking on Cincinnati, in which Philly took the W. Pretty simple, one nothing, And then, as well as LAFC defeating LA Galaxy 3-2. to So, both teams advanced to the conference finals in their respective conferences. And then Montreal versus New York City. Uh, New York won 3-1, to so they move on. And we'll face Philadelphia in the conference finals in the East. And then in the West, the final matchup, or the final team to make it to the conference finals, Austin defeating FC Dallas 2-1. to And so LAFC versus Austin and Philly versus New York. So we still got the two teams that I have making it to the MLS Cup, which is Philly and LAFC. Let's go Philly. Let's go LAFC. And Philly takes the cake here. We'll see if they can beat New York on Sunday, but we'll have to wait and see. All right. Um, let's get to baseball. Let's talk about the World Series now. So it's it's officially here this Friday, October 28th. Game one of the MLB World Series will officially kick off. So let's kind of just recap a little bit of both series of the championship series. So let's start off with the Eastern or the National League between the Padres and the Phillies. So the Phillies ended up taking the series and winning it in five games, four to one, defeating the Padres four to three in game five with a go-ahead two-run home run um, and a, a series-clinching home run by Bryce Harper um, in the bottom of the eighth inning. Just already an iconic moment in his career and is definitely the most important home run he has ever had to hit in his entire life. Hopefully not just yet because we still got a series in Houston, spoiler alert, Houston won, um, to go ahead and get started and, you know, try to finish what we can do because this season has been nothing but improbable coming into the postseason. Phillies were not really uh, expected to get here. I mean, they were not expected to be representing the National League. They would not be the team winning the pennant this year. Um, this team barely even had their offense was really in shambles for a good majority of the year, um, and their pitching was very suspect. They were very on and off. Um, at times they would get hot, sometimes they would get really, really cold. But this entire postseason, everybody, I can't really, I can't really name any Phillies players at the moment, at least in their rotation, or even in in the lineup that has been clearly someone who's just been dragging them down. I, everyone has been very consistent. Bryce Harper, Ramuto, Hoskins, Schwarber, they've all had great games. Alec Bohm defensively has been good. Offensively has been struggling a bit. Gene Segura, again, also not the best hitter, hasn't really done much in this uh, in this specific series or really much in the postseason, but defensively he's been doing good. Um, our rotation as well, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, these two guys have been getting it done. They have been pitching phenomenally and there's not much to say. That's that's how the Phillies are here. They were able to knock off the defending champions in the Atlanta Braves, and they were able to defeat the Padres convincingly in a pretty simple way. I mean, five games, 
You would think the Padres were at least doing better pitching-wise when they played against the Dodgers because that series was a lot different. Um, Dodgers could not hit for shit um, because that Padres pitching was incredible. This series, it didn't really show that much. I mean, obviously, besides Game 2, I believe that's the only game that they won in the series. Uh, they were able to get going, um, and they pretty much couldn't. Uh, and Philly couldn't come back from that one. But after that, Philly took over. Um, as soon as they went back to Philadelphia, they knew that this series was in their hands. They had all the momentum. And obviously, in Game 5, they needed to win because they did not want to go back to San Diego for a Game 6 um, and then potentially, if they clinch it, they'll have to go all the way to San Diego just to go to Houston to face in the World Series. So they get these four days of rest um, starting uh, yesterday, of course, and all the way to Friday to get ready for Game 1. So, of course, you know, all these all these days of them getting rest definitely helped them. And, yeah, man, the Phillies are in the National League. Uh, they, I mean, well, they won the pennant, obviously. They won the National League. They're in the World Series and obviously, let's talk about the other series with the Astros and the Yankees. Not much to talk about because this series was pretty disappointing because the Astros just, just fucking destroyed them. It's very simple. The Yankees got swept 4-0. Um, the Astros do win game four, obviously. 6-5. Uh, to five. It was a close one. The Yankees did have good separation starting off the game. John Stanton hit started off with a two-run home run. Um, Harrison Bader hit a home run. Bader and Stanton um, and Cabrera have been playing great this postseason. Aaron Judge, not so much. Uh, Josh Donaldson, literally ass cheeks. Rizzo wasn't really that productive. Uh, IKF, not that good. Mark, Matt Carpenter, Trevino, not that great. The rotation was really rough. Um, they took out Nestor Cortez, I think, after like two innings. Garrett Cole was mediocre as a motherfucker. Yankees are poverty in the postseason. They are just beautiful. Like, not even beautiful. In the regular season, they had their rough patches, man. That month of August was really fucking terrible. Um, you know, but but even with that, they were able to get Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs. And Judge was just swinging for his life in this postseason. Um, and really could not get much going. Yes, he did hit two home runs. Um, yes, against the Astros and one against the Guardians. But... Nothing was 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 going for. Nothing was. He was not connecting. He was barely making contact. He was the final out of this of game four. So unfortunately, that was that. He is now available because he is now a free agent. So he can choose to resign with the Yankees or he's off to fucking L.A. or whatever. Oh my God! I swear to God, the Dodgers get him. It's ridiculous. There's no way their payroll wolf. They have to cut a bunch of players, but not even. They're the Dodgers are basically a whole All Star game lineup. But they still can't. They still can't win a fucking World Series. They can't even get past the fucking Phillies, uh, not the Padres, obviously. Um, but you know, we 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 controlled the fucking Padres, so it didn't really make that sense. It really doesn't make much sense because in the postseason, it's a, it's a whole different, whole different situation, man. Um, yeah, the Yankees are in shambles. Uh, Brian Cashman, the GM, uh, making excuses uh, and not really owning up to these fucking mistakes that he's doing. Um, I guess that's why their mentality was really off-putting. Um, I think it was in Game 2 in Houston. Uh, Aaron Judge nearly hit a home run in right field. Um, but they basically... they Obviously, it wasn't out. So they pretty much disowned it and kind of make excuses for it. Saying, oh, but the roof and the wind was contrasting and everything and that and this and that. like, You know? And yes, 
that was definitely a part of an advantage, and the Astros knew what they were doing. And you can't say that's cheating because that's just using their own advantage. This is not trash cans that they were doing in 2017. You know, this is this is something different. Um, and, well, clearly it was able to get them through that game, and they won the fucking game, and they swept up. The Astros are literally their fucking daddies. They've beat them in four postseasons out of the last seven years. You know what it is to lose to the same team four fucking times in the last seven years. In the wild card game, which was one game elimination, but whatever. Then you lost to them in the championship series in 2017 and in 2019 and now in 2022. So, clearly this Yankees team is not going anywhere. 13 years since they've won the World Series. since 13 years since they've made it to the World Series. The fuck's going on with the Yankees? They're poverty in the postseason. They cannot get anything done. And here they are. Here they are. Really, just I don't know what they're gonna have to make changes for, but things are gonna have to look good next year. But it's gonna be the same fucking story. Um, I try not to believe in the hype that they were gonna make it to the World Series. Yes, I did have them in my predictions to make it to the World Series, but I just I I I kind of didn't really have all the. I was I wasn't gonna put money on it. If I put money on it, I would have been fucking screwed for life. But the Astros, I mean, clearly their fucking pitching is way too good, man. Way too fucking good. Not even to consider anything else because, oh man, um, Astros are way too fucking good. That's all I gotta say. Uh, so yeah, fuck the Yankees. They suck ass. Let's talk about the World Series. So it's obviously the Phillies versus the Astros. The AL pennant goes to the Astros. Um, and the NL pennant goes to the Phillies. So game one will be this Friday on my birthday, October 28th. First pitch is, I think it's like at 8 o'clock, right? 8.03, exactly. Um, game two will be on Saturday. Game three will be on Monday. And game four will be on Tuesday, if necessary. Game five will be Wednesday. Game six, if necessary, will be Friday. And then a game seven. Hopefully, we can only go to six games. I don't want a game seven. Um, or maybe five games. Oh my God! Imagine we beat the Astros five games. We'll see. Uh, we'll be in a Saturday, November fifth, if there is a game seven in this series. So let's talk about it. Phillies, Astros. Y'all know who I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna go for the Phillies. Now, I do think it's gonna go to six games, just because I don't want a game seven because I would be shitting myself. <laughs> um, but let's kind of talk about the Astros and them making it to the World Series. Um, this is the third time that the Astros play in the World Series going up against an NL East opponent. And why is that really important? Well, they lost to the Nationals in 2019, and they lost to the Braves last year. This, The Phillies are another National League East team. They could potentially lose to another NF, uh, NL East team. In the World Series, they could be 0 and 3 against NL East teams. Um, maybe the Mets can do it next year. Maybe the Marlins do it in like 70 years from now. We'll have to wait and see. But that would be gorgeous to see that the Phillies win this and that the Astros cannot defeat any team in the NL East in the World Series. Um, because they did it to the Dodgers in 2017, but they cheated and it wasn't. And it was a National League West team in LA, but. Are they gonna are they gonna break that little curse? Because hey man, 20, 2019, couldn't do it. 2021, couldn't do it. 2019, it went to what? It went to seven games. It went to seven games in 2019. In 2021, it went to seven games as well. 
And in 20... Oh, wait, wait. This is another thing, too. Keep this in mind. 27... 2019, my bad. 2019. They lost in Game 7 to the Nationals in Houston. 2021, they lost to the Braves in Game 7 in Houston. If there is a Game 7 in this World Series in 2022, it will be, you guessed it, in fucking Houston. So... I am just praying to God that we're the third NL East team that the Astros lose to in the World Series in the past five years. or Yeah, five years. Five, three years. Fuck it, three years. What am I talking about? I'm, I'm still having 2017, the year that they won it in my head. Whatever. In the World Series, they'll be 0-3. Hopefully, that's the goal. They're 0-2 now. Hopefully. 0-3 will be the goal. Imagine losing the World Series at home three fucking times. Three fucking times in four seasons. That's crazy. Imagine. Imagine people are going to talk about that, you know. But anyways, I'm getting a little too excited. Um, I'm just, just you know, making up scenarios. That, I mean, it could happen. Maybe next next Saturday. Not this Saturday, obviously. But next Saturday could be a lot different. Could be a lot fucking different. We'll have to wait and see. But in all seriousness, man, um, this should be. This should be and hopefully will be a fun series. Um, I'm going to have many heart attacks as a Phillies fans watching this because the Astros pitching is too fucking good. Our offense has been clicking. We've been hitting home runs. We've been getting doubles. You know, we've been getting on base. You know, our offense, I, I believe, in in Harper, in Hoskins, in Alec Bohm, in JT Realmuto, enough. To, you know, get that offense going. But that pitching is dangerous. That pitching is dangerous. If we know what we can get in, in a zone, if we get comfortable around the plate, we can defeat this Houston Astros team. It's definitely possible, man. The Natties pretty much didn't, didn't even think they even had a chance. Braves looked very well component, uh, um, a very well opponent to to the Astros last year in the, in last year's World Series, they were balancing their pitching was great, and they've lost some core players on offense. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. wasn't even playing in the entire postseason and missed out the second half of the year last season. And Braves still got it, so they still got the championship. So there's still much in on the line for the for the um, for the Astros here to commit to. Um, but this should be a fun series. I want it to be in six games, but if we do go to a game seven, I I obviously am not expecting an L there, just because that would really break my fucking heart. And Phillies fans, I mean, come on, 2009, that was the last time y'all made the postseason, last time y'all made the World Series, and y'all lost it to the damn Yankees, you know, let's beat the team that defeated the Yankees, that's fucking swept them, let's, let's get it done, let's get it done, we can do it, Bryce Harper... After being overrated, or being called overrated, overhyped, hothead, never will win a ring, has a chance to do that this season. Um, and he is one of the best hitters in baseball, and has been for many fucking years. Has been for a decade. Man was a the man was um, on the cover of Sports Illustrated at like 16, 17, just like fucking LeBron James. This man was a star from from a teenager. You know, you could all expect all the overrated, the overhyped. And he could potentially get his first ring, his first championship, you know, in Philly, you know. And after in Washington where he played like a fucking beast, 
He couldn't get it done. And the year that they won was the first year that Harper played in Philly. So it was just kind of awkward when the Natties won the championship in 2019, the only, the first year after Harper left. Everybody's like, ah, as soon as Harper left, the Natties got the championship. The fucking the the fucking Bryce Harper was was the reason they couldn't get much going and this and that. And well, let's see if let's see if he could finally deliver his promise to the city of Philly and we can, you know, get together and defeat this Astros team in the World Series cuz 2017 I still want it to be the only thing that they can only hold on to. Um but I'm definitely not doubting the Astros. This is definitely going 6 7 games. If this goes 4 or 5 games, for either way, either way, if it's the Astros winning or the Phillies winning, I just don't see that. This needs to be a six-game series at the very least. So um, we should make it to next Friday, at least to this World Series. But Phillies in six or in seven, um, and let's get straight to next to the next segment of the episode. Let's talk about the NBA. So I'm not going to talk about every team. I'm just kind of going to go a little bit to the teams that let's, – let's talk about the teams that are undefeated. So we got the Bucks, right? They're 2-0. Wow, 2-0. Playoff team, obviously. The Magic are 0-4. They suck ass. But Paulo Benchero has been a dog. Uh, he's been playing great so far. Um, the Blazers are 4-0. Blazers 4-0. Dame motherfucking Lillard has been that guy. He is him. He's been playing fucking great. He dropped like two back-to-back 40-point games. Fire, man. Too fucking good. Um, the Kings, 0-3. Not surprised. Thunder, 0-3. Off to a really slow start. And let's talk about the team that everyone's talking about. The Lakers, 0-3. Three games into the year, and they suck ass. Suck ass. Man, what can I say about this Lakers team? Uh, LeBron and AD have been putting up the stats. Have not been shooting the ball well at all. But nobody on that team can shoot at this point. Right now, nobody on that team is shooting even two fucking threes in a game. I forgot. I think their their three-point percentage is like 19 or 18% the last time I checked. I think it was yesterday or the day before. 18%? That's obviously the worst in the league at the moment. Uh, Russell Westbrook still playing like ass. Taking unwanted shots, um, playing no fucking defense. This Lakers team is so fucking dysfunctional, man. Is it gonna be a round? Is this gonna be round two of last season, man? Um, three games, and we we already don't like what we see, obviously. And yes, things can change. They can step up. I don't see how that's gonna change just all of a sudden by just the the the, the, the drag. You know, it it it's clear enough. That Russ just doesn't have the fit in this team. You know, last year didn't prove it. Um, or it proved that he just wasn't the fit. So I don't think that the that the Lakers really are going to have to find somebody else to fulfill that Westbrook spot because he's clearly not putting enough. He's clearly not doing his best. He's clearly really lacking um, just overall playing. You know, overall his, his game is just not... Uh, been active. It's just not been up to par. I'm not even talking about just his shooting, man. It's just his defense and the way overall he's just coming in the game. It just doesn't feel like he's really giving it his best. I guess just kind of, that's what I kind of see as these performances. These three games is just what it's been showing. 
or just trying to play like the hero. I mean, that Blazers game where they lost by two points, like, um, they were down by one, and they, you know, Russell Westbrook went for a go-ahead shot um, by the field goal line, um, or field goal line, what the fuck, by the feet, by the free throw line um, on the side, uh, with like 20 seconds left, and that was a shot that he did not have to take. The fans were saying, don't take the shot. No, Russ, no, don't take the fucking shot. And he still took it. Um, just that's a little bit of what the Lakers have been doing. They've just been sucking ass. That's really much that. The Sixers have been playing good, actually. They the record they're one and three, and the Heat are one and three. They so yes, right now the record does not show that they've been playing good or great, but it's just a little slow start. Harden has been playing good so far, and Bead has looked a little stiff at the moment. And Bead has not looked great. But it hasn't looked fucking washed or terrible or anything. Definitely, you know, even way too fucking early to say or make anything like that. Tyrese Maxey has been playing good. So, you know, slow start. It don't matter. Uh, We just have to continue the pace. It's not the Lakers where we're already just struggling really badly. Uh, The Nets, Ben Simmons is still being a fucking robbery in the league. Still playing in the league somehow. Um, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Ben Simmons is just what a really, what a wasted ass potential he's been putting for this team at the moment. Last year was just, was just a literal ghost to that team. And now he's just, he, so far he's just not been doing it. Um, if that can motivate you, Ben, go for it. But it just nothing going for that team. For the Nets right now, also been pretty bad. Defensively, don't get me started. Don't get me started defensively. Um, same thing last year, man. They were also really fucking trash at defense. Fell non-existent. Allowed so many points. They have to rely too much on Katie to do all the scoring, man. And Kyrie has been crafty enough to do his own thing. Kyrie has been doing okay so far, but they going to need more. They're going to need more guys, man. Katie and Kyrie can try to carry, but there's much more people that got to do their parts too, man. You know, this is a game where, yes, a player or two players can definitely get the carry um, or, you know, get to the best for the team. But there's definitely much to be, you know, fixed for this Nets team. Lakers, Pistons, all these other fucking teams have been struggling so far. Or not the Pistons. I mean, the Pistons don't even barely even have any assets. so And they're not expected to do, you know, good this year. But they, they have a lot of young talent. They'll get good at some point, you know. They're they're gonna develop and everything. But anyways, yeah, that's that's pretty much that. It's only been you know most game most teams have already played two games, three games, four games. Um, I'm actually watching the Mavs and Pelicans game, and the Mavericks are up in the fourth quarter, ninety four to eighty seven. Then we got the Warriors Suns game at Phoenix. Definitely checking that shit out. Sixers, do they play tomorrow? They play against the Raptors, and then Lakers play against the Nuggets in Denver. Let's see how let's see how the Lakers do that. Um, and the Heat play against the Blazers. Heat play against the Warriors on Thursday. Oh, nice. Um, Friday, how many games are the Lakers, Timberwolves, Sixers, Raptors again? They play back-to-back in Toronto. Yikes. And then they go to Chicago on Saturday. Okay, okay, okay. I'll be watching some NBA games this week because there's no baseball until Friday. So that's all I'm going to be doing for the rest. That's what I'm doing now. And then tomorrow, or well, then Thursday, I'll watch football. But speaking of football, let's finally get into week uh, seven, <clears throat> week seven. Um, yeah, let's talk about week seven. So let's talk about the first game of the week. 
Thursday night football. Saints, Cardinals, Saints, two and five. Cardinals, three and four. And well, as much as I didn't expect it, the Cardinals actually took the W here, forty-two to thirty-four. Andy Dalton, thirty for forty-seven, three hundred sixty-one yards, four touchdowns and three interceptions. And with Kyler Murray, twenty for twenty-nine, two hundred and four yards, a touchdown, and zero picks. So clearly, Cardinals here got the W, high-scoring game. Saints couldn't get much going on on defense, but they were able to put up a lot of points. Andy Dalton, first half was bad. Had two back-to-back uh, pick six, um, and the defense really just carried much for Arizona in that first half because they scored 25 points in the second quarter. So it was really much uh, Adam uh, Andy Dalton just throwing the ball to the opposing team, getting those two easy 12 points or 14 points in from those two pick six um, and obviously the two extra made uh, uh, kicks. Clearly those were 14 points that they needed for sure to get the lead at halftime. And then the Saints were attempting a comeback later in the fourth quarter in that game, scoring 17, but not much could have been done there. The damage was done. Taysom Hill was a non-factor, at least passing-wise, um, and even rushing-wise, too. He didn't really have much going. Four carries and 21 yards. Um, and Kamara only had 49 uh, yards and seven carries, or 11 carries, excuse me. Um, but Johnson had two touchdowns. Rashid, C- Rash- R- Rashid Saheed had a touchdown, and then Taysom Hill had a receiving touchdown. Much, Not much offensively um, or from the run game, but definitely from the passing game for sure. But Cardinals got much from the defense in that first half that helped them enough to, to get them going. Um, Kyler Murray had that one touchdown to, uh, to Greg Dortch. That was the first touchdown of the game, I believe, or the second touchdown. The first touchdown for the Cardinals and then the second touchdown of the game overall. And then Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram uh, both had each a rushing touchdown for, for the Cardinals. So they were able to get something going. The Cardinals, they needed a win like they needed a win here. Um, the Saints still got to get much going here. They still not got, They still have a lot to... Uh, they st- what the fuck am I saying? Oh my God, relax. The Saints need to figure out what the fuck they got to do. The Cardinals still got much um, to improve, but a win here in Arizona was definitely much needed to kind of keep going forward. They're only one game below 500, so they can keep this momentum going. We'll see what they can do next week against the Vikings. Um, And then for the Saints, I believe they go up against the Raiders. Yes, they go up against the Raiders, so yeah. All right, let's talk about the Sunday games. Let's start off with the Cleveland Browns. Losing to the Baltimore Ravens 23-20. to So the Browns 2-5 and five, and the Ravens 4-3. and three. So the Ravens get the W here. Um, Jacoby Brissett 22 for 27, 258 yards, 0 touchdowns, 0 picks. Lamar Jackson 9 for 16. Jesus, not a great stat line. 120 yards and 0 touchdowns, 0 picks. Um, but Gus Edwards did the, car- did the carry. What the fuck did I have to do? Um was running the football effectively, 66 yards, 16 carries, and two rushing touchdowns as well. So, you know, clearly clearly the run game was was doing something for Baltimore, but this game was pretty sloppy in general. Um, but the Browns, um, they were having a pretty conscious game in the first half, um, but I think the Ravens were still leading after uh, entering halftime. But the Ravens... Um, their defense just had to stop them in the second half, and they only allowed 10 points in that second half, and they were able to get much going there. Um, but Jacoby Brissett proceeded to throw a 
uh, just a just a horrible. Um, not an interception. He uh, he fumbled the football and then all hell broke loose. And then after that, the Ravens got the ball back. Turnover for the Browns, and then I pretty much sold the game there for Baltimore. But you know, this was a win that they needed here in Baltimore. This is a win now that they are now above five hundred, and now they're they're hopefully now carrying games. They're officially now going to try to close out games and not try to fuck them over, get themselves into a bad position. Let's see what uh let's see if they can continue to do this for the rest of the year for these wins. But the Ravens get the W here. Um move on to the next game. So next game we got Oof, let's talk about this game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers they lose to the 2 and 5 but previously one and five, Carolina Panthers twenty-one to three. So the Panthers two and five, and the Buccaneers three and four. Tom Brady thirty-two for forty-nine, two hundred ninety yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Philip Walker sixteen for twenty-two, one hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, sorry, uh, zero picks, and then a rushing touchdown for Chuba Hubbard, who has a great fucking name. Love that name. Um, and a receiving touchdown for Tommy Tremble and DJ Moore. So, Buccaneers, they score three points against a team who defensively has been very bad, offensively has been even worse, and is clearly top two, or what am I saying, bottom two team in the league this year. Um... If they're not 31, they're 32. If they're not 32, they're 31. Panthers are a shit team. And after losing McCaffrey on Thursday, trading him to the San Francisco 49ers, Baker Mayfield being benched, Pete Phillip Walker getting in, losing Matt Rule a week before, Panthers are just... Uh, oh, and also losing Robbie Anderson uh, going to Arizona as well. What the fuck do the Panthers have now? DJ Moore and that's it. Beating the Bucks? Hell no. Bucks are not going to lose this game. They couldn't even score a fucking touchdown against the damn Panthers, guys. The Buccaneers are really bad. They're really bad. I don't know why I'm like speaking very low. They're really fucking bad, man. And it's the online. That's one reason. Their online has been miserable. The receivers couldn't catch the damn fucking football. I mean, just from the like the second or third play of the game, Mike Evans had an easy, wide-the-fuck-open catch um, that he could have easily caught, um, but obviously did not um, did not catch it. Um, he tipped it up and down, and then it just fell. Really rough thing. Um, he escaped. He got that route really clean, escaped. And got all the space he needed to get a clear touchdown. And after that, it just it just didn't get any worse. Or did it? Because after that fucking play, things just went way worse, worse, worse. I mean, non-factor to Mike Evans. Non-factor to Russell Gage. To Leonard Fournette. Even though he's the running back, but still not much going there. Uh, Chris Godwin. 
they're not they're not they're not playing well. They did not play well at all this game. And Tom Brady was throwing the football and didn't throw any picks. He didn't make these silly mistakes. He's fucking Tom Brady, but they still couldn't put up a fight. They had really bad turnovers. There just wasn't much going for the Bucks. Their own line couldn't get much going. The run game for the Panthers was good. <laughs> McCaffrey's not there. Oh, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Chubba Hubbard is that guy now, most likely. Is, is he RB1 or is it going to be De, uh, uh, Deontay Foreman or Deontay Foreman, who also had 118 yards, 15 carries? So him and Hubbard definitely between RB1 and RB2 for the Pants. But this is just an embarrassing loss for the Buccaneers, and they're three and four, man. Like Brady, does he even? I think it's like his first season since, like his rookie year, or whatever that he has not started the season three and four. Um, that's like his worst start to the first seven games, eight games, um, or whatever to his career, and clearly not much being a factor in this in this game, even though was pretty much the best part of the game. The but I mean Brady was the best player in the game. Couldn't get much going, though. Could not get much going. Buccaneers seriously need help. Um, they're playing really bad. Don't know where the Panthers are going to go for here as well. Because it looked like this was a win that they definitely didn't have much of a chance to get through. But they were able to pull through. And obviously, uh, props to them. But don't really know if this is still going to mean much for the season. They still are expected to play pretty badly. But I'm not going to say anything because I had the Jets and the Giants still playing like poverty franchises. And this year they finally took the, they finally decided, hey, you know what? Let's actually take this seriously and not always have to tank to get players in the draft next year. Let's let's do that. So, yeah, Panthers get a very easy win against the Buccaneers. Just clearly the biggest upset um, head scratcher of the entire week. Next, we got the Falcons taking on the Bengals. The Bengals just absolutely decimated the Falcons, 35-17. to Thought it was going to be a closer game than this one, though. Um, Marcus Mariota, 8 for 13, 124 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. Um, a rushing touchdown for Tyler Aguilar. Um, And then for Joe Burrow, whew, he went fucking crazy in this one. Should have fucking started him in fantasy, but instead I put fucking Justin Herbert, who plays amazing and then plays fucking terrible in other games. Uh, 34 for 42, 481 yards, three touchdowns, and zero picks. And then Jamar Chase also had 130 touchdowns, 130 touchdowns, 130 yards, eight receptions, and two receiving touchdowns. So, man, Bengals team is good, guys. They started off the season slow, but they're definitely still the fucking Bengals from last season. Not the poverty Bengals, the season that they just came off where they went and played in the Super Bowl against the damn Rams. At least the Rams are still looking really bad. Or not, well, they're, 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 they're mid. The, actually, the Rams are mid. Um, the Bengals still look good. They had, like, those first two, three games were rough. Here they are now, four and three. They're sitting tight in that AFC um, division on top of the AFC North. So, all right. Actually, no, they're actually tied with the Ravens. My bad, because the Ravens got the, the W against the... Against the fucking... Who do they, who do they win against them? The Ravens? Who do they win? Who the fuck? Like, who, I, don't even, I don't even remember. don't remember. The Browns. The Browns. That's who they... they I just went over the game, and I already didn't remember who they fucking played. Whatever, man. Um, I'm just probably going to leave that out. But anyways, 
or not. Let's fuck it. Let's just keep going. Jesus Christ, what the hell do I have in my eye? I have no idea. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Bengals decimated the Falcons. Falcons couldn't get much going. Their defense ass. Um, Bengals offense, good. Very good. Jamar Chase, that guy. That guy. Joe Burrow, that guy. Had best performance of the week for sure. Just complete dominant win for the Bengals. Showing what they are. Next game, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Dallas Cowboys. Lions are poverty. They're 1-5. Cowboys 5-2. And, and they win this game 24-6. So, Jared Goff, 21 for 26, 228 yards, 0 touchdowns, 2 picks. And then for the Cowboys, uh, 19 for 25, 207 yards, a touchdown, and 0 interceptions. And Ezekiel Elliott did have 57 yards, 2 touchdowns, and 15 carries. So, Cowboys are defense. Fantastic. You know, not much not much surprise going on here. The defense has still been looking very, very good. Offense couldn't get too much going against that shitty Lions defense, but still, you know, the run game was productive. Dak Prescott didn't have the craziest game, but did just enough. You know, Cooper Rush didn't do that against the Eagles, but clearly, you know, this, this Cowboys team is still looking pretty good. Um, and it sucks to say, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and the Lions, Hard Knocks really made us believe that this team was going to, you know, oh, we want to root for them and everything, but I guess not. Also, Hard Knocks is going to release the, the they're going to release another Hard Knocks, this time with the Cardinals, I think, in November. So, what, are we going to be Cardinals fans afterwards? I don't, I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess we just love Dan Campbell much, but, you know, he has been a big factor to why this team just has not been playing. Their play calling has been a mess. And, I mean, their defense, not good. And their offense now is not even scoring points. So now their offense is not existing. Yes, a lot of injuries for the Lions as well. But there's still not much to say here. Amaran St. Brown didn't play much, but he was out of the game. Uh, Jamal Williams had a decent game, 79 yards, 50 carries, but not nothing much going. So, yep, Lions still looking like basura. Um, can't say anything else. Next, we got the Giants. Defeating the Jaguars. Wow, this is really gonna continue. Wow. The Giants six and one defeating the two and five Jacksonville Jaguars 23 to 17. Daniel Jones 19 for 30, 202 yards, a touchdown, and a zero interceptions. While Trevor Lawrence went 22 for 43, 310 yards, a touchdown. Um, or no, actually, no, zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. But Travis Ntn had a, a rushing touchdown, 114 yards, and 14 carries. So Travis Etienne is now RB1 because James Robinson was just traded to the New York Jets, and I'll tell you exactly why when we get to that Jets game in a minute. But the Giants are not stopping. Their offense looking good. Uh, besides the receivers, the receivers are fucking poverty, but their run game good. Daniel Jones has been running the football and been playing good. No fumbling. No shitty thrown passes no incompletions no pick after pick just good football and is clearly seeing the pocket clearly has good vision enough to know what he's getting into and has been getting so much space to run the damn football he could basically be a run a, a running back at this point if he wanted to if Barkley wasn't also fucking good he also had 110 yards and 24 carries so they basically have two fucking uh, running backs in one there. And their head coach, Brian Dable, I don't know what the fuck this man got 
going on, but whatever the fuck he is doing, it is working incredibly. And everyone in New York is satisfied with this Giants team at the moment. Everyone should be, man. The Giants have been poverty for a decade. You know, ever since they won that last Super Bowl in 2012 when they beat Brady, and when Eli retired, it just went in complete fucking shambles. So, they finally get a glimpse of hope again that they could be a contending team. Now, I'm not going to put the Super Bowl contender title on their name just yet. Let's just, you know, fucking hold our horses there for a second. But I thought the Jaguars were going to stop them, and that didn't happen. But the Giants did almost lose this game because the Jaguars were pushing it to the end um, because they did attempt a comeback with like a minute and 30 seconds left. Um, but there were so many delay game penalties. There was many... Um, there was a the, the there was a pass interference call as well, so the Jaguars kept getting many chances, um, to try to win this game, but they just completely blew it. Now they did have a throw, the last play of the game. Oh man, unfortunately the I forgot the receiver, but he caught it and he was just a yard short, just like that uh, Bears and Commanders game where Darnell Mooney was just a yard short from winning that game. Um, yeah. So the Jaguars were just literally a yard, inches away. From a W, but the Giants' defense just just did just enough to get him out of the end zone, um, and stop him at the one yard line. <coughs> so yeah, the Jaguars and the Bears losing games at the one yard line. That's uh that's what they have right now on the record, and they're two and five. So <sighs> Jaguars not looking good, but can you be surprised? Can you be surprised? Next, let's talk about the Colts Titans. Colts, they lost this game 10-19. to Titans win this game. Uh, Titans are 4-2 and now, and then the Colts are 3-3-1. Matt Ryan, 33 for 44, 243 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Ryan Tannehill, 13 for 20, 132 yards, zero touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Colts had to bench Matt Ryan because this man is playing fucking terrible. He had a good game last week. And that was pretty much his only fucking good game after that because in Tennessee, couldn't do nothing. Uh, again, had a really abysmal game. Um, couldn't get much going. Jonathan Taylor, 58 yards, 10 carries, did okay. Didn't get much going either. Derrick Henry, 120 yards, 30 carries. Literally their offense. But he didn't have a touchdown because the defense did enough. <laughs> the defense did enough. To get pretty much all the points going for the Titans. And obviously a couple field goals there and there. My Ryan was just awful. Um, and they had to bench him. And now he will be replaced by, I believe, rookie Sam Halliger. Um, so he will be the starting quarterback next week against the uh, against the Commanders. Oh, okay. All right. They should get a win there. But we'll have to wait and see. Just, yeah. Colts. They're, they're the team right now, I think... On the top of their division still. Or, no, why would they be? The Titans are still number one. But they were at top. Now, eventually, they still are just really losing their shit. But now, the Titans. They started the season 0-2. And now they're 4-0 and in the last month. They've won the last four games. They go up against the Texans next week in Houston. The Titans are on a roll right now. Four-game winning streak could be five, could be... Oh, uh, Kansas City will be a def, definitely will be a challenge um, on Sunday next week. Um, so we'll see about that. But Titans right now looking good. 
looking looking good, but they just they're not they're not looking like a, a they look they're getting wins. They're getting wins, but they're not getting good wins. Just like the Vikings, they're doing enough to get wins, but they have not looked pretty. They have not looked dominant. They haven't looked like the Bills or the Eagles or the Chiefs, where they when they get wins, they're fucking in it. You know, they're just getting wins, but they're doing just enough. Same with the Giants too. But the Giants are obviously just a lot better than the Titans. What they're going on offensively, um, besides besides obviously Derrick Henry being better than Saquon at least at the moment, but still not much going for for the Colts. Don't know what they're gonna do. And then with Sam Halliger now being the starting quarterback, I don't. Matt Ryan, I, I don't know. Halliger is gonna is he gonna do any better than Matt Ryan? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but we'll see. Next we got the Houston Texans. Why did I even pick the Texans to win this game? They lost to the Raiders 38-20 to because of one motherfucker. What's his name again? JJ? Um, not JJ Watt. Josh fucking Jacobs. Three rushing touchdowns, 143 yards, and 20 carries. Oh, my God. Who, who has him in fantasy? I don't even remember, man. But whoever got... Jacobs in fantasy this week. Oof, you were fucking you definitely took the W um, you know, in fantasy. There was no way you had Jacobs and couldn't get enough going um to have, you know, enough points to get your victory going. But, you know, Raiders team not looking great, but this was a good win. Very good win for the Raiders. Defense was in control. Not much going for the offense for the Texans because their poverty. Raiders Offensively, looking good. And obviously with Josh Jacobs having a monster game, got to give props to the Raiders here. But the Raiders are still 2-4. and four. There's still a lot of question marks. Now, we kind of see a pattern, you know, these last couple years with the Raiders. They do always start off the season pretty slow. And then in the middle to kind of towards the end of the season, they always fight to the end to make the postseason. Sometimes they barely make it. Sometimes... They just, oh, they just barely miss it. Again, that Chargers-Raiders game, last game of the regular season last year, they lost that game. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. They won, so they had to play against the uh, the Bengals in the next round. After that, it was chaos, and they couldn't get much going. But Raiders, you know, this is their, this is their moment where they typically kind of get things together now. So let's see if this simple-ass win against the tragedy-ass team like the Texans will get them going somewhere. Um, the Raiders do a goal up against the Saints who are a, a little bit better than the fucking Texans, for sure. Even though the Saints have not been incredible so far this year. Raiders got a Lismas test, and they're playing at the Dome. So, it's going to be an interesting one there. Hopefully, it should be a fun matchup even though both teams have a losing record, but you know, should be entertaining enough. Alright, next game we got the New York Jets. <sighs> Defeating the Denver Broncos, man. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Let's talk about the let's talk about the Jets first. I'll talk about the Jets. Um, so the Jets. Zach Wilson, 16 for 26, 121 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Brees Hall had a rushing touchdown, 72 yards, four carries. But unfucking fortunately, um, he sore uh, he sore uh, he sore he suffered a torn Achilles. Um, or toward ACL, my bad, not Achilles. A torn ACL, and he will miss out for the remainder of the year. So, that was obviously a huge fucking loss for the Jets. And the man, Brees Hall, rookie campaign, was on a fucking tear. 
He has been on a fucking tear this year. Has been playing crazy. Um, and unfortunately, that, you know, had to fall short um, to this season. You know, how I was having a monster year. But the Jets are not looking too shabby or not looking too um, too much into a leap um, or losing too much confidence in themselves because they did literally just acquire James Robinson yesterday night um, from the from the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are just fucking, fucking delusional. Um, they traded... What am I? What they traded? Traded? They traded their number one fucking running back for what? A fifth round pick? Fourth round pick? That's it. That's all you're asking for. This is this is the man that has been, you know, a part of your offense. You know, has been doing pretty good, and he's been you know sharing, sharing you know, uh, snaps with um, with Travis Ntn. But he had a monster game, and they balanced him out. But also, they're not using James Robinson enough. So they're basically kind of under-using him, and they're not really putting much on him. So the Jets, now obviously with Brees Hall gone, they're going to use James Robinson to the actual, to the all, to the living fucking extent. Um, so James Robinson on the Jets is definitely going to look good. It's going to be the best fit now to replace um, Brees Hall at the moment. Um, but we'll see about next year if that's really going to be another competition between both running backs. But at least for this year, James Robinson is the solution to take care of Brees' Hall's uh, replacement. So at the moment, you know, the Jets still look good. And they won this game pretty convincingly. So nothing much for the Jets. They're looking good. Can't believe I'm saying that, but yes. Broncos continue to just make teams just not want to watch football. You know, I'm watching Red Zone, so I'm watching all the games at once. But when they showed the Broncos play, it fucking aggravates me, man. They are playing fucking terrible. They're just playing horrendous. All right. Russell Wilson did not play in this game. They brought out fucking Brett Ripon, who was uh, 24 46, 225 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. Yes, he did not play. But even when he was playing, not much was going either. So they had to find a solution what they're going to do. I heard rumors that if they can't make adjustments against the the, the Jaguars next week in London um, on Sunday, that they're going to have to be making moves. They're going to fire their head coach, Nathan Nathaniel Hackett, that they're going to make some trades. They fucking better. Um, and, I hope, and I hope even if they do win on Sunday against the Jaguars on, in London, you know, still changes should be made because this Broncos team is playing like fucking garbage. But anyways, Broncos defense. The only good thing, literally the only good thing, because still only putting up, uh, only allowing 16 points to the Jets is still pretty good. And the Jets' run game has been good. Brees Hall was playing great. And, you know, before the injury, he was able to get much going here. And their offenses look good. Same thing with the Jets' defense. Has also looked good. Broncos offense is literally non-existent. They cannot score a damn touchdown. They can't even get in the end zone. They're allergic to the red zone. They're allergic to the end zone. They don't like it there. They don't like to score the football. They don't like to run. They don't like to do anything. They're just shit on offense. And their play calling is fucking horrendous. Defense is literally what's carrying majority of the game. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. They could be literally 0-7. If the fucking Broncos... Couldn't get that safety against Jimmy G. They would have been one and six, 
because they would have they would have lost 10 to 9 if they didn't get that going. And then that one game would they uh what they what was the other win that they got? Uh, besides um oh they beat the Texans. 9 points. They only the Broncos defense only allowed 9 points to the damn Texans. Yes, the Texans are fucking poverty. But the Broncos are also playing like fucking poverty. So you know, it's the defense that really got them those two wins. So you can say that the offense is pretty much 0-7 at the moment. You can say that this offense clearly is just doing nothing in itself. And the defense is literally the only reason why they even have those two fucking wins there. So clearly I'm a huge Broncos fan, and I'm clearly supporting them all the way. They suck ass, man. And I want them to get it together, man. I want them to get it together. I have this team making the damn postseason everyone fucking did everyone was hyping this team up for good reasons so wilson coming into a new system where the defense still playing up to par at the moment and then their offense is just nowhere to be found i don't know man i don't know i don't think they're gonna bench russell wilson the first like they have to fire nathaniel hackett i think that should be the first step they should just fire the head coach because i think it's just the head coach man Maybe the head coach is just the problem. Because, look, I like to say Russell Wilson is not the biggest problem here. Even though he hasn't played great, he's been pretty, you know. Broncos country, let's ride. No, we're not fucking riding. Whatever the hell he's doing. He's not cooking. But there's changes that should be made, at least from the playmakers. Not doing anything as well. But the play calling, the head coach, is also... Just not doing his fucking job right. So clearly there's just needs to be changes there. So even if they do get a win against the Jags on Sunday in London. Make fucking changes. That front office needs to know what they're going to do. Got to make some changes here because they got to get something going here. They fucking suck. Anyways, next we got this Chiefs going up against the 49ers. The Chiefs get this W44-23. The Chiefs look fucking dominant. Um, they're five and two, and the 49ers are three and four. This is McCaffrey's first game as a 49er. Had a good start to the game. Didn't finish off very well, but you know he's just learning the playbook. He literally just got there on like Friday or Saturday. On Thursday he got fucking traded. So obviously he was just getting you know those couple days, one two days to kind of learn a little bit of the playbook, get something going. He was able to have a good start. So obviously he's still very new to the team. So McCaffrey will definitely eventually will be adjusted to this uh to this offense um but you know wasn't the factor in this one in their defense man the chiefs defense has been good good man it's it's been looking better man than expected has been looking a lot better in their offense come on man mahomes uh 25 for 300 um okay 25 for 34 423 yards three touchdowns and an interception um, and then Jimmy G, 25 for 37, 303 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. So, yeah, I mean, both teams' offenses looked good. Um, but that uh, Niners' defense was pretty sus. But, you know, that, that, that offense was just too unstoppable. Um, and their chemistry, man, Chiefs are clicking. They're one of the best teams in the league for sure. They're, like, one of the only few teams now that we could legit say that they still, no matter what this season is going down through, um, and all the teams that are playing like shit are been playing like shit. They've just been playing pretty good. So, can't much complain. Oh, shit, I forgot about the... Oh, my God, how could I fucking forget? I forgot about the Packers-Commanders games. I was going through the 4, uh, four o'clock games, and I forgot the only 1 p.m. game that I missed out. 
Um, the Commanders, they won this game, 23 to 21. Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 35, 194 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. <sighs> Commanders. Taylor Heineke, 20 for 33, 201 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And a touchdown for Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. Commanders are poverty. They are fucking trash. Their defense is abysmal. And their offense can look good and look bad at sometimes. Terry McLaurin was a fucking dog. Was a fucking dog in this game. Taylor Heineke did just enough to get this win for the Packers. Oh, wait. My bad. Not the Packers. The Commanders. Packers, do they like winning? I guess they do. But that's not what the fuck they're doing now. Losing three straight games to the Giants, to the Jets, and now to the Commanders. Oh, my God, man. What the fuck do the Packers need to get going? A miracle. A fucking miracle. Because there's just so much to be there's just so much left to be desired for this uh for this uh Packers team. They go up against the Bills next week, guys, in Buffalo on Sunday night football. If they cannot figure out at least 50% of the problem or get something going, the game is going to be not only the Bills winning and completely fucking destroying them, but it will really be a, it, it would really like just cut a hole in their fucking you know body if they really cannot get something going against the Bills. A win obviously would definitely get them the five hundred. They would you know eventually get the upset as well. Um, and this should be a good game. Both offenses has not looked um great. Um, or the Packers offense has not looked great. Why did I why did I mention the Bills in this situation? All these young receivers couldn't get much going. Al Lazard is the only guy. And Aaron Jones is the only good player on the offense right now. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Aaron Rodgers is still playing relatively okay. Makes some good plays. Makes some bad plays. Just showing inconsistency. Not, you know, turning over the ball way too many times. I figured very unlikely of Aaron Rodgers. He does not throw interceptions like that. Very rare for him to do that. But... It's just, and the defense a mess. The special teams could be better, but they haven't been, they haven't, they, they really haven't been too much of a problem. And their head coaching and their playmaking has also been very fucking bad. So they're, they're, they're overall just a bad team and they should be good. And this is the fucking team I had winning the damn Super Bowl this year. Come on, man. They need to figure things out, man. The Bucks, the Packers. The Niners even. The Niners are still a little bit better than expected. At least starting off the year. And the Ravens too. They've just all been disappointing. Um, but specifically to the Packers and the Bucks. Because at least the other teams, Niners and Ravens, are at least four and three. And they're getting they're getting better. You know, they're gonna get better. But the Packers and Bucks, they're just really stagnant right now, man. All these veteran quarterbacks too, like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. Looking like fucking poverty right now, man. Well, we have Geno Smith taking over. I guess is the only exception to a veteran quarterback that has been playing great. And speaking of Geno Smith, let's talk about the Seahawks getting the W against the Chargers, 37-23. Yes, y'all love that transition. The Chargers are 4-3, and three, and the Seahawks are also 4-3 and three as well. Geno Smith, 20 for 27, 
210 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and then for the Chargers, Justin Herbert, 33 for 51, 293 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So, Chargers have looked okay this season. They look fucking terrible in this game. Justin Herbert did not have a great game. Really inconsistent. Um, and he did play through injury, so I will give him the benefit of out there. But their defense... Mm. Fucking horrendous. Jesus Christ. Fucking defense was fucking all over the place. Um, and Geno Smith is that guy, I guess. Um, he's been playing great. He's been showing consistency. Um, they've won the last uh, three out of their four games. They're on a roll right now. Like, right now, the Seahawks are getting something going, man. They're playing like a, a fun team. This team is fun to watch. Oh, and let's not forget about the best player right now and fucking Kenneth Walker. Man's a, man's a beast, man. Oh, man. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's definitely one of my favorite running backs of the year so far. Like, he's just been so fucking fun to watch, man. Every time the Seahawks are on red zone, I'm just like, all right. Just, just the complete opposite with the Broncos. Broncos, I don't even give a fuck. I just go on my phone. Seahawks, come on. I'm trying to see a big fucking play from Geno, from Kenneth. From from even DJ Dallas and, you know, Lockett and DK Metcalf and everything. Like, this Seahawks team is fun. And, yes, I did not have a lot of high hopes. They didn't, they're not expected to play this well so far this year. They've definitely been, um, you know, a lot better than expected. But I'm glad. You know, I'm glad. This is actually a team that I'm, you know, I don't want them to really necessarily lose their groove after losing fucking Russell Wilson. Especially since Russell Wilson hasn't been playing fucking great. So, the Seahawks, you know, they they're making, they're getting comfortable in each week, and playoff team is definitely possible. This team can definitely continue, but again, it's only week seven. We're entering week eight. We're still almost halfway to the season. We're pretty much halfway, but we're still we still have you know much to be done here. But still, a very big win for the Seahawks, and you know, kept going. Next game, we got Sunday night football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. Tua's first game back since that Bengals game. Um, and the Dolphins get the W, 16-10. It was a very disgusting win. And we basically wanted to throw away the game and give it to Pittsburgh. But whatever, a win is a win. Um, Kenneth Pickett, he threw that shit three times um, to the opposing team. Uh, so three picks, 32-44 um, attempts, 257 yards, and a touchdown. And then... George Pickens had a receiving touchdown. Um, that was the only receiving touchdown they were able to get. Tua Tagovailoa, 21 for 35, 261 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And that lonely touchdown was a receiving touchdown to Raheem Mostert. Um, so, yeah, soon as Tua came in, the first drive of the game, boom, boom, boom. First quarter, we played great. We, our defense was locked down. Offense, you know, was clicking. Tua was finally back. First drive, already a touchdown. Then after the first quarter... Defense has been, you know, just keeping us in control. But turnover, 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 turnover. Luckily, no interception, no pick six, no nothing. But just punts after punts after punts. Three and outs after three and outs. Um, so, yeah, uh, not much excitement after that first quarter for the Dolphins. Um, and for the Steelers, they did pretty much all their work in the second quarter because they scored 10 there. And Kenny Pickett was just terrible in that second half. Couldn't get much going at all. Pretty ugly win. But the Dolphins still got the W. Um, 
They just gotta they gotta figure it a little bit thing. They just had to really adjust a little bit better to that offense. Um, I guess you know Tua just couldn't automatically come out, you know, guns blazing. Um, the man was sliding, but also diving in too, man. Look, bro, three weeks ago you were on the floor with fucking. We were all nervous as shit, man. I was. I I lost it, bro. I I lost it, man. I lost it, you know, with seeing you on the floor like that, bro. And like the doctors and, and you know the whole how the whole how they basically how the whole thing was the whole situation how they treated you and just let you play. I was all infuriated with that. You know, kind of take it easy with the with the diving in, man. Like, don't want to fucking have a another concussion that can you know just continue to fuck up over your 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 mental stability is at least decent at the moment. At least you're finally on the field. You know, and, and it was a short period of time. It's only been three, four weeks since the accident happened. Since the, since the, uh, not accident. Like, I'm fucking saying, like, he got hurt. Like, you know, physically besides, you know, in the head. But you can't be doing that, man. You just, just, just take it easy, bro. And just figure out how to get, you know, wins. Um, by not having to dive in for, you know, plays like that. But, you know, slide, slide, just slide. You know, get 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 a, get a used to that. Um, but we're gonna be on the road next week, going up against the Lions in Detroit. <sighs> so um, Lions should um should lose that one. Whatever, bro. You know, I I can't say anything, man. I I say a team is gonna lose and they fucking win. The Lions beat the Dolphins by fifty. Like, this, this is so unpredictable, bro. The NFL is really unpredictable. Again, no one had the Panthers beating the damn Bucks, But here we are. Um, so, yes, I'm not going to underestimate the Lions. But still, Dolphins should get the win there. Anyways, Monday Night Football, last game of the week. Chicago Bears versus the New England Patriots. 33-14, New England takes the W. I am just kidding. Chicago takes the W here, 33-14. The Bears are three and four, and the Patriots are now three and four. Um, Justin Fields, thirteen for twenty-one, hundred seventy-nine yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Bailey Zappi, fourteen for twenty-two, one hundred eighty-five yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He had to come in the game after the first quarter, after the or yeah, after the first quarter to replace Mac Jones because he just looked pretty fucking bad in that first quarter, um, allowing ten points. Um, or seven points, uh, threw an interception in that first quarter to the Bears. He was 3-6 and six and 13 yards, zero touchdowns. So Bailey Zappi had to come in. And already the first two drives, Bailey Zappi got the lead for New England, um, scoring 14 points in the second quarter. After that, after that second quarter hero getting the lead back, they didn't do nothing. They didn't do nothing. They just decided to, you know, Bailey Zappi played terrible after that. Um... And, yeah, Bears dominated. Pick six for the Bears. Another sloppy interception. Bears destroyed the Patriots at home. You know, the Patriots were at home. Bailey Zappi has actually played decent last two games previously when he started. Mac Jones is finally back and already not looking great. And they already fucking just... Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Patriots really got to figure it out because sometimes I'm looking at it like, oh, man, the Patriots offense 
oh, they've been clicking, you know, they've been doing good. They dominated the Browns. They dominated the Lions. Um, you know, uh, they were able to get something going in New England. They almost beat New England. And they almost beat New England. They almost beat the Packers in overtime. You know, they were able to... And they get fucking destroyed in Chicago. Again, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand, man. How do you just annihilate the Lions and the Browns, but you can't align, uh, annihilate the damn Bears? I just don't get it. Football, man. It just doesn't fucking make sense. But we'll see what they can do against the Jets next week in New Jersey. Um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see because can't really be comfortable saying the Patriots should win that game because the Jets have looked good. But, yeah, those are the winners for um, Week 7. The Cardinals, the Ravens, Buccaneers, psych. The Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Titans, Raiders, Jets, Chiefs, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bears are the winners for week seven week eight picks will be on thursday obviously for the episode um i also will be talking about something completely different maybe music related stuff um and also maybe about a specific person that i kind of want to talk about give my thoughts on i kind of want to do on this episode but you know what i'll just do it on, on on thursday so week eight picks more music stuff taylor swift's new album gotta give it more listens but fucking fire at the moment um, next football game will be on Thursday Night Football, October 27th. Um, Ravens at Bucks should be an interesting one. But the Bucks have not looked good. So we'll see how they can do. We'll see if they can figure out a way to get back in this one. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, and we'll have a Monday more uh, we'll have a Monday, a Sunday morning game uh, between the Broncos and the Jaguars. So that should be very fun to watch as well. Um, the thing is, is though, like, it's on ESPN Plus. It's not even on NFL Network, so I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna watch it. Cause I have, I don't have cable, and I have Red Zone for free because we play. We, I play. Uh, I have like a an app for that shit. So I don't know how the hell I'm gonna be watching this game. Probably through fucking TikTok. I guess. I guess when it's that bad, I I just watch games on TikTok. So someone will be having to stream the game. Or what now? Or you know what? You know what? Fuck this game. I'm not even going to watch it. Why? Because it's at 9.30 in the morning. And that's fine. I'm, I'm awake by 9.30 on Sundays. But who the fuck is going to start my Monday morning, my Sunday morning, wake up and see football? Yes, let's go. Oh, it's the Broncos playing. Fuck that shit. I'm not doing it. You know what? You know what? I'm glad... This isn't the most easily accessible game. This isn't on NFL Network that I could just... Oh, there it is. I'm a pass on this one. I'm a, I'm a, I've watched pretty much every game live up to this point. I'm just going to have to skip this one. I'll just wait till the 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 7. You know, I'll just wait for the other games to start because this one just would not be for me. So, yeah, fuck, fuck this game. <laughs> fuck this game. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give the Broncos and, and Jaguars my attention at 930 in the morning, especially since the Broncos are just going to be fucking poverty again. But we'll see. Um, but thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed. Next episode will be on Thursday on the 27th. My birthday is in three fucking days. World Series starts off in three days. Drake and 21 uh, collab album. Dropping in three days. A lot going on, man, this Friday. Should be a fun fucking Friday. I'm turning 19. I can't believe that. I don't even know how I'm 19. Um, 
does not feel like I've lived on this fucking earth for 18 years. So I don't understand how I've lived on this earth for almost 19 years. But anyways, I'll talk more about that next episode. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.